That's lame. Okay. I guess. Well, we can edit all of this out. Okay, everybody's coming back. All right, everybody's coming back. Everybody's coming back. You can't even party the music? That's lame. Oh. Okay. That's wild. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Instagram was hating on the music. <laughs> so I can't call them out as haters. I'm dead. I'm dead. Okay. Yes, we are. We are back and we are live. I'm sorry about that, y'all. So, as I was saying, I have my girl TT got VSG here with me. My friend Terry from elementary school. We've been friends since the fifth grade. And um, I'm very excited to have her here today because... I feel like what she's going to share today is going to touch a lot of people, male and female, uh, in 2020, body image, self-care, self-love, self-esteem. Those are all important uh, aspects of life. And I feel like she, in the last year, has made a major step for herself to elevate all of those things. Am I correct? Yes. <laughs> So, um, first of all, we can start with your name, TT Got VSG. So, let everybody know exactly what VSG is. Okay, so my name is Terry, and people know me as T. Um, VSG is a weight loss surgery. It's called vertical sleeve gastrectomy, and that is the surgery that I had to help me reach my weight goals. Okay, and... Um, how did you come about making that decision? Um, there were a lot of factors that went into me wanting to have weight loss surgery. Um, of course, for my personal reasons, feeling insecure, wanting to feel better about myself, also wanting to be healthy for my children right. and be able to um, be active with them and you know play basketball, do all those things without being winded. So, of course, that. And then I couldn't fit on a roller coaster. And right. that broke my heart. And it was Aww. like, okay, girl. It's time. <laughs> I'm dead. Okay, so you know you don't need VSG overnight. So can you give us some background of what led you up to that? Was it emotional? Was it trauma? You know? Um, it was emotional. Um, I was in a situation where I kind of felt like I was stuck in my life. Um, in relationships, friendships, my career. Um, so that pretty much led me to wanting to do that because I wanted to be up because for a while I was just feeling down. Okay. And down, were you hard on yourself or did you feel like outside sources added to that? I think it was a little bit of both. I was hard on myself. 
Um, but not having people around to support me to make me feel better about myself as well. Do you feel like you have to depend on that? No, Do not now. Okay. okay. Not now. <laughs> That's what the glow up part is about. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about the glow up, sis. Um, it's just learning to love yourself. Flaws and all. You know, we're not perfect. Sometimes it's a lot of pressure on us. I feel like especially for women, we wear so many hats. And we feel like we have to be perfect on each, wearing each one. But it's not that much pressure. Just be yourself and love yourself. Let's shout to that. (laughs) Please. Please. Uh, What is this? Don't worry about it. Just shoot it. (laughs) It's fine. Like this? Cheers. Cheers. See, we're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. Hold on. Producer to the rescue. It's okay. <laughs> it's jello. Okay. What do you think it was? I don't know. Beyonce, I'm sorry. Okay. Because you was giving Beyonce. Okay, I just want you to. Okay, well, these things happen and I'm still a bad bitch. So <laughs> next. <laughs> do you want to finish your shot? Huh? Yeah. Thank you. Okay, cool. So, can I ask, what was your weight before the surgery? Um, my starting weight was 323 pounds. Okay. Yes. And you got the surgery when? Um, April 10th, 2019. So, it's been a little over a year, almost yes. two years. Yes. And in that time, how much have you lost? I've lost 126 pounds. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, within that time. Yes. yes. Congratulations. Thank you. So what does it feel like to have 126 pounds gone? Um, it feels freeing. I don't feel trapped in my body. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel good about myself. Um, it's just a moment where with losing weight, it helped me be more comfortable with being who I am. So right. the best way that I can explain it is feeling free. I feel free. Okay. And how do you feel like those around you have accepted your newfound freedom? Good um, and bad. Okay. So I, for some people, it may have been intimidating, okay. um, which I feel like is to be expected when you start a journey to try to better yourself. That's right. really going to show you who's in your circle, who's really rooting for you. Um, and other people have been encouraging, have been pushing me, um, just really, you know, making me feel like I'm doing the right thing, keeping me on the right path. Now, what are some, go into detail about some of those negatives. Um, just trying to bring you down, uh, not encouraging you. Um, you know, people start to act funny. So things like that. Because you're different? Yeah, like, you're seemingly you're different because you have a new, your self-worth. You feel, you know, for me, I was more like a yes person, always right. like a yes woman. And with finding myself, that it helped me find my voice. Right. And I know while you were going through your prep for the surgery and all of that, you were in a very public relationship on Instagram. I was. And then after, you know, the pictures and posts got less and less and now they're nothing. So <laughs> go into that. Um I think even before losing my weight, I, I already knew what it was. Okay. I knew it was time for me to 
just put myself in a better position. Right. <clears throat> and I, I was scared. I didn't know how to do that. Right. I didn't feel secure in doing that um, because of my own insecurity. So with me losing weight, it just kind of gave me like that push. Like I started feeling better about myself and being like, you know, you don't have to be here. You can grow. You can be so much better. Um, and that's basically what I did. It wasn't a situation where I could be myself, where I could go for my wildest dreams. Um, so I had to leave that situation. I knew I wasn't going to glow up if I stayed there. Now, when before the surgery, you seemed so happy and everything was going so, keyword seem. Okay. Seemingly. We're, we're all viewers of okay. the life. You yeah. know, no of one's going to have the inside scoop unless you provide it to us. Right. So, in those times, did you was it like, all right, another day putting on a front, or did you truly believe you were happy until you found this new happiness? Like, what was the difference between the two? Wow, that was good what you said at the end <laughs> because that's what I see now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I I, I won't lie. In, in the beginning, things were you know. And then you get to know someone. So then it was kind of just like keeping up with the act, you know, and um, pretty much lying to myself right? to get through. Like, okay, you ain't going. I guess you're not going to leave now. So, you know, just to get yourself through it. So that's what it was. You know, Instagram, social media, social media. And we all know that sometimes things aren't what they seem. Yes, absolutely. Do you feel like after the surgery how you approach relationships is different now that you're this new Terry? Yes. Um, again, it goes back to taking the time to get to know myself and know my worth. So, of course, now when I'm approaching relationships, I know what I want, what I don't want. I know how I want to be treated. Um, and that makes you know, relationships better. That makes you feel better. So, you know, it's like you're demanding respect, you know, just right. by you exude that by feeling good about yourself. Okay. So before we take a quick break. Okay. Um, you're not taking another show. Nah, right? No. <laughs> no, sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Everyone on the live will take it for you. So that's fine. Um, before we go... To get BSG, what was that process like medically? Okay, so medically you have to go, they have to screen you because they want to make sure that you're about to go into anesthesia, you're going to wake up from this surgery. So um, they give you a nutritionist for about six months. They help you learn how to eat because VSG is a tool. And if you get it and start eating the same, then your results may not be what you want. So I had to go have a nutritionist. I had to have blood work done. Um, the most embarrassing thing is that I had to do a sleep test. Like I say all the time, like I used to snore so bad, like oh, like a no. hog, like <laughs> terribly. Um, so I had to have a sleep test. And when I went to that, when I went to have my sleep test, they were like, yeah, so you die 93 times a night. <laughs> like you stop breathing. Yes. Are you serious? I'm, I'm 93, I'm slicing it, but it was like 10 times. That's enough. But for how long, though? <laughs> Sammy, it doesn't matter. It does. Is it like just something really quick? Yeah, or really quick. Or is someone sleeping next to you going to be alarmed? 
it's like really quick, like because you stop breathing. Mm-hmm. So I had to sleep with the CPAP machine. Okay, which was traumatizing to me. <laughs> it was like wrapped around my face, but I had to do that for thirty days to be able to have the surgery. Um, I didn't have to lose weight, but I did end up losing forty five pounds before my surgery okay. on my own. Um, so. Yeah, those are the things. Oh, and a mental health test. They have to make sure that you can withstand the surgery. What type of things did they talk to you about? They basically grilled you on why you think you got to the point where you were. Why do you think you got to obesity? Um, And then you have that conversation. You know, try to work through that because when you lose 126 pounds, things change. And, you know, yeah, so they want to make sure that you'll be able to handle that. Was it hard, or have you ever categorized yourself as an obese person? No, I didn't think I was obese. That's the wildest part about it. I didn't see myself. Even though you knew your weight, yes. Even though I knew my weight, I didn't see myself like that. So what did you see? (laughs) I'm I'm not saying it like that, but I'm just saying like number wise, it's like. That goes back into being insecure and like you're depression. Blocking. You're blocking it. Okay. You're blocking it. So like when I couldn't fit on the roller coaster, it was like, well, why are you surprised you can't fit on the roller coaster? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was astonished. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Where's her manager? <laughs> you know. Um. So that that's the that's the mental part of it. That's crazy. Right. And even now, my swap my smaller frame. I can't believe that. When I go shopping, I'm like, okay, this might, this is too small. Let me go get a 2X. But no, you're a medium. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's definitely yes, a mental aspect to it. Okay. All right, so when we come back from this brief break, we're going to talk about post-surgery, aftermath, and your life today. Ooh, life today. Okay. All right, we'll be right back. All right, y'all, we are back with Lit Beyond DMV, the radio show, with me, Mother Chocolate. <laughs> and I am here with my girl, TT Got BSG, Miss Terry. So you told us about the road to uh, your weight loss surgery and, you know, where you were mentally and what you had to go through medically to be able to get the uh, surgery. So now... You've gotten it, and now you're starting your journey to actually losing the weight. What did that look like for you right after surgery? Um, well, directly after surgery, if we talk about that, I felt like I got hit by a Mack truck. <laughs> um, it was a mess, but very painful. Very painful. Just just initially when you wake up. Okay. That was really the only time that I felt pain. What um, kind of like was it all over? Just in your stomach? It was just so much pressure. And because of me being obese, I it was hard for me to breathe. Like, I felt so much pressure on my lungs just from, like, the anesthesia and stuff right. like that. Um, and that lasted for maybe a week. Like, I couldn't talk. I was very winded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was a part. Um, then I had to stab myself with needles every day for, like, a blood thinner. So, mm-hmm. I, so, I, just to, so I wouldn't get blood clots. That okay. was the fear. But... For you specifically, or that's for, for anyone? everybody, okay. anyone. Um, but I was I was physical. I was able to walk two, three days after surgery. I was down. I lived on the um, third floor at the time, so I was down the steps outside walking. Um, 
So that was pretty much the recovery. The hardest part is learning your body again. Mm-hmm. I could not drink a full glass of water. Like I had to pour water into, you know, those medicine cups? Like when you give your kids medicine? Yes. I had to pour water and Gatorade in those and drink them. And one would take me 40 minutes. So what is it about the surgery that causes that? Okay, so I hope you guys know what your stomach looks like, like the actual organ. Yeah. Okay, so it's kind of like a banana, mm-hmm. but of course bigger. And they cut it in half. They take 80% of your stomach, basically. Okay. So my stomach is very small, so I cannot intake a lot of food, um, especially fresh out of surgery. My stomach mm-hmm. is swollen and everything. So, yeah, I used to have to drink those cups, and it would take me 40 minutes. So it's not like the gastric bypass where it's like a band, well, no, see, no, gastric bypass, they, like, slit you up and down. I'm not medically trained, so if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, <laughs> but they slit you up and down, and they, like, reroute your intestines. They What's the I'm one with really, the band? That's the lap band, but they don't do that anymore because it's not effective. People aren't okay. losing weight. Okay. So they don't do that in the States anymore. So now they just cut the part out and get rid of it. Yeah, bye, girl. <laughs> okay. So you said you were left with 20% of your stomach. Yes. So even a glass of water. How long did it take for you to get to, like, a full cup of liquid? Um, so it goes in stages. So by stage five, I was able to drink. But still, even now, though, I can't drink it in, in one sitting. Like, you know, you can drink your like if you're dead thirsty, you couldn't no, go. No, I can't go. I would get sick. It hurts so bad going down. I, I have to sip it. We are learning a lot today, guys. <laughs> like, it's so, it's so much restriction, and then that explains... Why people lose weight. Right, right. Because now, is that how it's going to be forever? I feel like I can eat a little bit more now. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, I ate. Like, oh, oh, my gosh. But then it's like, no, like, you really ate one big plate all day. Yeah. You know, so that explains the restriction. Because obviously, I became obese because I didn't know how to back away from <laughs> Because I didn't know how to back away from the table. I didn't right. know how to say. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. So that's how the restriction helps me. Can you, can that 80% grow back? So they say that, yes, after a year out, um, your stomach can possibly stretch Mm -hmm. if you begin to pick up your bad eating habits. That's why I'm so happy that I had that six-month process to learn how to eat. To learn, like, I didn't even know food groups. Like, I mean, I knew them. I'm dead. I knew them, but, like, some things, I was like, oh, that's a starch? Yeah. Okay. So, it was, like, really me learning about food. Right. You know, we learn about food from, like, our families, how our mother cooked, how our dad may have cooked, how, you know, people in our family cook. I wasn't eating healthy as a kid. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> if you're watching, you, you, you're the best. But, I mean, you know, I wasn't. So to learn that, I was like, oh, wow, okay. So I feel like the nutritionist portion, I know a lot of a lot of my followers will message me like, oh, you had to go through the process of six months. I want to go, you know, to Mexico and get it and pay for it, and I don't have to. I'm like, no, I don't. Without these six months, I don't think that my success would be what it is today. Okay. Yeah, no, that's very important to not go back, like you said, yeah. to what you were doing before. It's pointless. Right. Is a surgery like this expensive? I don't know because I just had a $5 copayment because I have insurance. So it was covered. 
I don't know what it. Five dollars. Five dollars. <laughs> That's all y'all need. So, so, yeah. So it was a medical necessity. Med obesity and um, food addiction is a is a necessity. They consider it. They really consider obesity like you having a food addiction. You having a sickness. And technically, technically it is. And I don't even, it's just crazy how I see it now. Because right. when I was in it, I didn't see it like that. I was just like, well, this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. And pass me the steak and cheese, you know? <laughs> um, but I'm, being, I'm just being honest. But now, <laughs> we are always cackling. That's, that's what we, we are always laughing. That's what we do. But, um... Now, me being wiser, me knowing how to eat, me knowing what's good for my body, me knowing um, how eating healthy just changes so many aspects of your life, not just the physical portion. Um, so now I'm just more wise to that. So I will, I'm not going back. Hello, sis. Yeah. <laughs> so this has really changed your life because even your social media presence now you're an influencer with eleven thousand plus followers. How did that happen? It's twelve thousand oh, as of this. Excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Twelve. Um, I'm at one point six. So that's fine, girl. Um, I really God's plan. Like I'm not even. I'm, but no, I really don't know how it mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. I, to be honest, I wasn't even going to post about my weight loss journey. You know, before I have my, my, my personal Instagram, I have like seven hundred followers maybe. Right. And I was like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell anybody about this weight loss. I'm just gonna take a break from Instagram and come back like I put in the work. <laughs> like it is I'll come back skinny. Of course if people ask me, I would be like, Yeah. Okay. I had the surgery, but I wasn't gonna go I wasn't gonna tell anybody mm -hmm. because that would put me in a position to have to be vulnerable and really right. talk about how I was struggling with my weight because if you Knew me then, like, oh, I, people were like, I didn't know that you felt a way about your weight. I didn't. So if I'm coming out like, yeah, I had the surgery, da, 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 it would just put me in a position to have to be vulnerable with those feelings. Right. I was like, no, I'm good. I don't want to do that. But, but then I was, you turned around and did it on the largest scale that yeah. you possibly could. I was encouraged by a friend of mine, and I was like, okay, well, I'll try it. And then next thing I know, people just really started, like, appreciating <coughs> Me posting about it. I know that when I was looking to have vertical sleep gastrectomy, I was constantly looking for someone that I could relate to that had it. Mm -hmm. I was looking up hashtags. I was trying to find someone that was relatable um, to me. So I think that's what it is, just that re relatability and just being like, wow, if she can do it, I can do it too. What is that weight loss community like? It's honestly an amazing community. Like, very uplifting Ain't like no one's ever really said anything negative to me. It's just like we're all, it's like a virtual family. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel. I'm like, hey girl, hey sis, what's up? So, do you feel like, or what is an instance where you felt like your journey really affected one of your supporters or followers? Um, it honestly is any time that I look at my my DMs. People are so, they feel so connected to me and they trust me. Like they'll send me the deepest things that they feel about their weight. Like 
And I'm like, wow. For someone to open up about that to me, I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I started to realize, like, you can really, like, you can you can change someone's life with this. Right. Who am I to keep my glow up away from anybody? Because I want it for you, sis. Hello? Yes. I want it for you. I want it for all of you. Mm-hmm. Because I've been, I've been down. And um, when I started seeing those messages and people just talking to me, I was like, wow. Do you respond to everybody? I do. I try my best, but I do. I do. It may come a little late, but if you sent me a message, I will respond. Do you get new attention outside of the weight loss community that you didn't experience before? Yes. (laughs) Yes, but I feel like even before, I would, you know. Of course, because you're very beautiful woman. Thank you. Any, Thank you. Anyways. Thank you. So I know that yeah. you were getting that, but just that shock factor. Yeah, and I was like, okay. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> like, right. if I come out the house and everybody, it's like, sometimes I'm like, is the world stopping? But it's just, it's something new. And I'm like, wow. And it really, it really sadly shows me how you're treated different when you're larger. It's unfortunate. I'm not saying that it should be done that way. I'm not saying that, hey, lose weight because people are going to treat you differently. But it's just a wake up to it. Um, that people treat you differently when you're larger. What's the worst thing someone did to you or said to you? When I was... When you were larger. Um, Tell us the story, sis. <laughs> I know you have one. I think the worst thing that someone said to me was... Of course, I wasn't always that size. Of course. So it happened gradually. And I think I had some old pictures of myself, um, like, laying around. And I was smaller, obviously. And in an argument, they said, oh, well, whoever you were with before, they got the smaller Terry. And I have you. Like, you know, because I was larger. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Out of order. Out of order. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Not today, though. <laughs> and now I'm pretty sure they are eating all those yes, words. Yes, eat them. Choke. <laughs> <laughs> what is some, or what are some aspirations or goals that you have for your new online community? Um, I want to get to a point where... I'm doing stuff like this because this is big, girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I want to get to where I'm doing things like this, where I can meet my followers, where I can help encourage them. Um, I want to start doing like life and wellness coaching, um, just so that I can encourage and inspire to reach out to people, you know, to give back. So that's what I'm. I want to um, release a book about, like, a self help book about uh-huh. like loving yourself and you know, feeling good about yourself. So those are my, you know, current goals with that. What's the number one thing for self-love that you would want to teach? Um, being kind to yourself. I feel like we, well, I know me. I put a lot of pressure on myself. Right. Um, and being kind to yourself and being patient on your journey. Don't compare yourself to other people because that's what social media is. Mm-hmm. 
you get on social media and you scroll and you scroll and it's like you don't even realize that you're looking at these other people and you're thinking to yourself, like you're comparing yourself to them. Right. So the biggest thing that I say is be kind to yourself and um, be patient on your journey. Will you... Okay, so when I was doing my own research and tapping into your community, okay, um, I noticed that a lot of people who do go the weight loss route, they deal with a lot of things after, like, you know, soggy skin or excess skin and things like that where they may have to turn to cosmetic Mm -hmm. surgery after. What are your thoughts on that? I've... Do it. I mean, that's a part of the, I mean, self-love journey is also a part of your physical. You want to feel good about how you look. And I know that they're, I mean, uh, saggy skin and stretchy skin, and that's just a part of losing weight, especially when you lose a substantial amount of weight. Right. And it's unfortunate that insurance companies will pay for you to have the surgery, but that portion, you... On your own. You're on your own. Mm-hmm. Unless you can prove that it's medically necessary that they get the skin off of you or you're going to die. And that, I'm like, that's part of your mental. Right, right. You done lost all this weight and you're looking at yourself in the mirror, but you still have a memory of it. Right. So I'm all for it. Is that hard to do? Which one is worse? Looking in the mirror. I'll take the skin. Okay. Because this is not just about how I look. It's about being healthy. Of course. So I'll take the skin. What do other people, have you had reactions or anything from outside people seeing that? Because I feel like when you have uh, surgery, right, mm-hmm. they think you're going to come out perfect. Even right. someone who gets a BBL or their breast done, you think you're going to have the most perfect, round, perky <laughs> breast, but yeah. one could be up, one could be down. down, you looking like you have pecs, you know. Right. Your butt is lumpy, anything. So, and that could come or cause you to have regrets. Like, dang, I was much happier when I was bigger. Now I, it's like a different battle that I signed up for. I feel like that that is also an issue, too. Like when we were speaking before, um, losing that much weight has mental effects on you. And I... I've experienced them sometimes just not being like, I'm just now catching up to the weight that I've lost. I'm just seeing myself as other people see me and even still being small. I'm like, sometimes I feel insecure about certain things Mm -hmm. because I'm still trapped in who I was before. Um, So to all my, like anyone who says that they want to do any type of plastic surgery, I'm like, do it because Mm -hmm. I'm going to. (laughs) Yes. I didn't come this far to still, to feel good, but then still sometimes be shy about certain yes. things. Mm-hmm. No. You want to be at your maximum capability. Yes. Is Dr. Miami in this life? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, because you could sign me up. Sign us up. We Sign us up. I mean, it is what it is. I don't think it's vain. I think that it's just a part of the journey. How has this journey been for your kids? And you I'm, have sons. I have boys, yeah. Mouthy so, sons. <laughs> I feel like it's two things. I feel like um, 
of course, me having to leave the situation that we were in, um, that was definitely a strain on them okay. in a way. So there's that. But children are resilient, and I learned that as long as mommy's okay, they're going to be okay. As far as how I look, some they don't really say much. Like, if they see older pictures of me, though, then they'll be like, oh, wow, mom, you look so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just like, you're still mommy. Yeah. You were beautiful then, and you're beautiful now. Sometimes Jason's like, oh, is that what you want to say? Like, <laughs> <laughs> mom, you know when you go out, you know, so things like that. But if they were headed down the same path that you were at their age and growing up, what would you do to help them prevent the road that you had to take? I'm teaching them about good food choices. Because like I said, you know, we learn to eat from, you know, our family, how we were raised. And, you know, some resources may not have been had, whatever the case may be. So teach them about... Just making better food choices. Oh, instead of having this, you know, you can have this. Um, and paying attention. Paying attention. I know for me, it was also paying attention to signs that you're full. Right. So, what were you ignoring? All of or them. do you? <laughs> <laughs> can you relax, please? Sorry, go ahead. Do you see your sons ignoring? Um. No. Okay. Sometimes. And, you know, sometimes I have to, you know, have the conversation explained, but no, not much. TT got BSG. All right. So with your self-help and your self-help book and your supporters, your followers, things like that, your media presence. So... With your new community, your self-help book, and all of that, moving forward, your relationships, how are you going to balance the two? Because it seems like that is snowballing into something that, you know, could be your life's calling. I have no idea. That's a good question. That's a great question. You're thinking now. I am. I I mean, of course, you prioritize and make time for the things that are important. And, of course, meeting my goals and pushing myself is important to me. Um, So I feel like as far, you know, right now where I am in my space, learning to love me, still learning me, still trying to meet my fullest potential, um, that may push some relationships aside, but that's not my main focus right now. Um, being that my main focus is me and I'm on this journey, um, I'm going to do, you know, what's best for me and put my needs first. What do you do to fight off like old negativity that tries to take away from that? It's hard. Um, I call those triggers. Um, sometimes you can have, I have a day where I'm up, I'm feeling great. And sometimes I have days where I'm, you know, feeling down because those, something has triggered me to make me resort back to who I was. Um, and that's just prayer and my affirmations. I affirm myself daily. Um, whether it's looking in the mirror, telling myself that I'm beautiful, I'm smart. Like today before I came here, 
I was in the shower getting ready and I was like, you're smart, you're beautiful, you have, you know, you have a testimony, you have a journey, people want to hear you speak. I'm just pouring into myself and not needing that validation from anybody else. So it's kind of like an armor. So on those days where you're not feeling your best or, you know, you're feeling kind of down, you've already built that armor. So you just dig into yourself and pull yourself up. And that's how I fight those negative feelings. Has that been more challenging during quarantine? Yes. Yes. Because you're with yourself all the time. All the time. And it's like, okay, but you know, quarantine kind of taught me that I like to be alone a little bit. Okay. I never knew that. Were you a very social person before? Extremely. <laughs> okay. You, you know, extremely I mean, we're social. Capricorn, yeah. so I feel like it's a Capricorn I thing. You know what? You said that in the group. I'm... And I didn't know how to tell you that I'm actually a Sagittarius. What? <laughs> <laughs> My whole life has been a lie. December 18th, I'm a Sagittarius. Are you like on the last day? I think, I mean, I don't really know much about astrology. You're you're on a cusp. You're on a cusp. Because I feel like you've claimed Capricorn before. Maybe you didn't know. I've never claimed Capricorn. Wait, no. Who knows astrology? Am I a Sagittarius? December 18th. Who knows astrology? Anybody? (laughs) Because this will be life-changing if I find out that I'm a Capricorn. This is life-changing for me because I thought we were connected on another zodiac level. But it has to be a cusp. That's fine. That's fine. Three day difference. That's a cusp. That's a cusp. That's a cusp. I'm a Sagicorn. <laughs> I like that. Okay. I like okay. that. Okay. All right. But go ahead. What was the question? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just stuck on the line. <laughs> so you kind of threw me off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. Okay. We were talking about being social. Oh, yeah. So before I was very social, but now I've learned that that's a part that was a part of my insecurity. Like I feel a little bit like Mm -hmm. I felt like I had to be the biggest thing in the room. Right. Right. To hide from how I was really feeling. But now I'm going to be the biggest thing in the room because I'm the biggest thing in the room. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because that is a part of growing to love yourself. So. With that said, yes, I was extremely social. I was always trying to be somewhere. Um, and now it's like, I'm I'm good. I enjoy being by myself, listening to my music, just enjoying that time with myself. I never had that before. Right. Not being in a space that was freeing where I felt like I could dance around and sing my favorite songs and drink my wine and not be looked at like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> right. Are you, you feeling yourself? Because that's what it would have to be. Because that's what it was like not dumbing myself down. Happy. Not, not just that you're happy. So that that's the best part for me. When can we expect the second round of surgery? <laughs> I'm trying to go with you. Hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. There's still some requirements I have to meet, you know, because even though I'm 5'8", 190 pounds, you know, they're charts, mm-hmm. what they go off of, so... I've been obese since I was like five, <laughs> according to those charts. So, but you weren't obese though. Exactly to me, to it. black people, yes. Yeah. But even though, okay, so there's a weight where you are where it's like, okay, this, yeah, let's have a chat. And then there's others where it's like, am I allowed to be a human? Like, can I just eat anything? Right. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, what do I have to do to fit? Yeah. Your requirement of weight. And 
that can be hard. Hard. Because they start drilling that in your mind from when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. So your whole life, you're thinking, I'm so big, I'm so big, I'm so big. When you're older and you look back at pictures, it's like, and you're like, girl, you what was, was I thinking? Yeah, I'm sorry. I just got really excited about that. because <laughs> I, I saw a picture of me in seventh grade and I was like, I spent all my time in seventh grade thinking that I was big. Yes. Yes. And, and I wasn't. even your peers can make you yep. feel that way. Peers yeah. are very good at yeah. making you feel that way. But... It's not reality. So I guess that also goes into making reality for yourself. Yeah, making your own reality. Your because own self-image. I made my own reality when I was obese. Remember I told you? What do you mean? I cannot fit on this roller coaster. Yes. Ma'am, you can fit. <laughs> and I'm, I, But I was in my own reality like, okay. Mm-hmm. So you just flip that and make your own reality and, you know, be honest with yourself. And make it positive. So, I forgot what the question was. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. you were spiraling. Okay, sorry. Know. Okay. <laughs> Terry, I'm dead. Anyways, um, we were talking about self-image. Yes. And how you view yourself and how you have to create your own reality. Right. So creating your reality as in as far as just encouraging yourself and um, being honest with yourself. I feel like for me, creating my own reality and being honest with myself with the things that I needed to work on, my toxic things that I needed to work on, um, so that I can come to a place where I was whole. Do you feel like without social media, you would have been so vocal no like if you were just you know in life going to work every day going to school every day um I think that I would have but not to this level I don't think that it would have been something that I would have willingly spoken about um but if asked I would have uh I feel like with social media it's kind of at your fingertips so when you're feeling something or you're thinking about something you can just release it so social media just makes it easier for you to be open about, you know, your life. As we're winding down our interview, what is something that you want to leave everybody with? Um, Tap into your life coaching. I want to leave everybody with, again, loving yourself. Um, I always talk about pressure and, and not giving myself credit. Give yourself the credit. Don't worry about what people will think about you. Give yourself the credit to know that you, everything is within you. You have potential. That's the most amazing thing about potential. It rests inside of us, right. waiting for us to meet it and flourish. Um, so just be honest in that potential. Love on yourself. Pray. Look in the mirror. Compliment yourself. Don't wait for anybody to, to validate you because... When you fall in the place of needing validation, it just takes you into a deeper spiral. So love yourself first before you try to love anybody else. Amen. Amen. Well, I will say that, um, Terry, I'm really proud of you. And I'm really happy for you because I feel like who you are now is who you've always been. And maybe, no, for real, maybe people had blinders on or were distracted by other things, but 
you have a fantastic, loving, caring personality and just seeing it shine for the world and people embracing it and you having all these supporters, all these followers, you absolutely deserve it. So I am looking forward to the books, to the plastic surgery. Okay. Because I'm not keeping that a secret. <laughs> I don't want you to keep it no, a secret. No, I'm not. No. Yes. No, we no. need an update mm-hmm. in like a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. You need to take this on the road. You're going to change someone's life for real. And, um, Live Beyond DMV loves you, girl. I love you. And it's so great to be up here with you just being that we went to elementary school together, yes. middle school together. And you've always been a bright spirit. You've always been funny. Ew. So it's just, it's nice to be up here with you. It just makes me feel really great. All right, y'all. This is Mother Chocolate on the Live Beyond DMV radio show. And I am signing off with my girl, Terry TT got VSG. Make sure y'all follow her, follow her journey, follow her advice, her insight. Shout out to my boo Hope. It's her birthday. Happy birthday, Hope. Everyone follow her. Hope Law H. Send her some birthday wishes. Hope we missed you. Ooh, they said send her birthday money. Okay. Drop the cash app. Sis. Wishes for what? <laughs> wishes for what? But We will see you again next Friday for episode five of Lit Beyond DMV.